A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for what you have been doing in our lives in the 40 days of power. We come to you this morning with much expectation that you are pushing us from where we are to where we must be. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Now, listen. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible said, He maketh his angel spirit, but his ministers, those that are going to serve him, there is no other thing that other way they can serve him apart from fire. He maketh them flames of fire. It is both a way of their service and also a way of their protection. A way of their surviving. Such that you can't touch them because they are flames. But apart from being flames, they are fire themselves coming from God to consume. The basic character of fire is that it consumes, especially the fire that comes from God. It consumes everything and anything. Nothing is left and nothing will be left. And that is why those that are to be his servants, the first thing that must be sought out like we saw yesterday, they must be sacrificed upon the altar. The fire will first of all consume them, consume everything. You know that the sacrifice that must be on the altar we have to be killed. You don't get an animal that is alive, tie it and set fire on it because you want to sacrifice. You have to kill everywhere God is talking about sacrifice in the Old Testament. You must have to kill it. Even when he demanded a sacrifice of Isaac from Abraham, Isaac has to be killed. And Abraham knows that he cannot bind Isaac and put Isaac on the altar. He has to kill Isaac. And the Bible says when he lifted off his, his hand with a sword to land him on him, God said, no, stay at your hand. I've seen that you have already killed him in your heart. You have already killed him in your heart. So there is no sacrifice upon God's altar that is supposed to be alive. Are you getting it? Why we are living sacrifice is because somebody has died on our behalf. And that is why the Bible says that the love of Christ compels us. That for we thus judge that if one died, then all have died. And he died so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him that died for them and rose again. So, he has died the death of ourself. 
the death to the world and, and all of that. Now, we are living because he died. He, he has been sacrificed. And the Bible says our old self has been crucified. Are you getting it? So whatever that should be alive in us now should be for him and for him alone. Are you getting it? So if that death doesn't happen, then we are not yet there. And that is why we must come to understand that the fire of God, once it comes, it consumes everything. That was why Jesus said that the zeal, or it was said of Jesus, that the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. He has eaten me up. The zeal, is an, the, the zeal of God is another word, for the, another word for the fire of God, or passion, or love for God. When it comes, it consumes. Nothing will ever remain for self. If you look at First um, Kings chapter eighteen verse thirty-eight, when Elijah called down the fire of God uh, on Mount Carmel, when he was uh, contesting with the prophet of Baal, First Kings chapter eighteen verse thirty-eight. First Kings chapter eighteen verse thirty-eight. He said, "Then the fire of the Lord fell after he had prayed. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed." Consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Can you imagine fire consuming stones, consuming the dust, consuming the, the wood? I don't know whether I see, I see something there. The, the, the fire of God has one basic character nothing will, be, will remain. The stones, as strong as they are, when the fire of the Lord fell on stones, it consumes the stones. It consumes the wood, it consumes the sacrifice, it consumes the dust, even the water will be licked up. That was in the trench. Nothing will remain. The dust. You can imagine dust. The fire will consume the dust. Turn dust to ashes. So, if it is the fire of God we are, we are talking about, then if it falls on you, Lord, let your fire fall on you, fall on me, set your, my life on fire. Listen, if you know what you are talking about, nothing of you will remain. Nothing of you, the only thing that will remain is of God. And that is when, at that point, you will now become a flame of fire. When you, you know, study the testimony of men on fire, because of time, we may not go into so many um, of them we just speak maybe the story of the, the missionary team of Barnabas, Paul and so on and pick up things that you know, about their testimony, so that you'll be able to see that when men are on fire for God listen, they are characterized with no fear what is it that a flame is afraid of? a flame is afraid of what? I mean, you are the one that should be a flame of flame. Because if you touch a flame, you will know that you have touched a flame. The Bible said of John the Baptist in John chapter 5 verse 35. Jesus was the one talking. He said, he was a burning and a shining light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. How do we shine? There is no light that shines that doesn't have an element that burns in it that produces the, the, the heat and the light. If your generation is not feeling your heat... If your city where you are, the place of work where you are, I mean, your class as a student, they are not feeling the heat of your burning, then you have failed God. I repeat, listen, for light to shine, something must burn. And if something is burning, heat must come out of the burning. And it is while it is burning 
then there will be heat. Everyone around you will be feeling your heat. Your street will feel your heat. Your city will feel your heat. Your classmates will feel your heat. People in the same business line with you will feel your heat. Those that are working with you in the same place of work, they will feel your heat because something is burning. He was a burning and a shining light. That is the testimony of a man on fire for God. For six months, the Holy Spirit was standing at attention. This man, they gave themselves... Do you know how many people John baptizes in a day? Labor. Men on fire, they are not afraid of labor. They are not preserving themselves. They are not saying, hey, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm tired. I want to rest. Rest for what? Excuse me, there is no rest on this part of the earth. We will rest forever when we leave the, our body. Listen, we must rise up to labor. When we study their testimony, they are men that labored and labored. They are fearless men. They are not afraid of anybody. John the Baptist went to Herod and said, Herod, you... You are the king, but look at what you have done. Return this woman to her, her husband. It's not your wife. It's not your wife. They are fearless men. Because they are flames, if you touch them, in fact, they don't even wait for you to touch them. They come to you. Because they are burning. If a fire is burning here now, everything here will know that a fire is burning. Because the heat from the fire will make you restless. If you are not compatible with the fire, I see you shifting. Because you cannot bear the heat of the fire. The fire produces heat, first of all, and then light to give direction for men. You are the light of the world. We can't shine as light until we are burning for God. And if we are burning for God, the men of our time, our generation, will be feeling our heat. Those in the same yard with you, they must feel your heat. Heat of your prayer. Heat of your preaching. Those in the same place of work with you, they must feel your heat. Always. The testimony of men on fire. Let's look at one of you two things about Paul and Barnabas missionary team from there we proceed. Look at Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14. They, have, they were sent forth, Barnabas and Saul, from chapter 13 to go and preach. And so they, they, they ministered powerfully in, um, in Cyprus. And, you know, a lot of people surrendered their life to Christ. Persecution rose up after the administration. And they now went into Iconium. Amen. Please tell them to hide them, uh, the volume of the mic, please face a bit. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went to the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greek, believed. Now, for you to understand what we are talking about, look at the last part of chapter 13. The last part of chapter 13, verse from verse. Uh, 50. He said, but the Jews steered up the devotes and the honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. That's the last. So persecution moved them out of Cyprus and they entered Iconium. When they entered Iconium, they said that we experience persecution in Cyprus will not stop the gospel in Iconium. The Bible said they entered into the synagogue 
And they so spoke. I want you to take note of that. So spoke. The, 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 the degree of their speaking was so powerful that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. Great multitude. Great multitude. Not multitude. There's the difference between multitude and great multitude. Great multitude. They so spoke. What if they have said, ah, when they were sending us out to go and preach, we are not expecting persecution. Now they have chased us out of Cyprus. Let's not stop preaching. No. As they entered Iconion, they, they, they you know, changed gear. They so preached the gospel there that great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greek, they believed. Look at the next verse. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their mind evil affected against their, their brethren. Verse 3. Everybody read it together with me. Want to go. Long time therefore about day speaking boldly in the Lord which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Long time therefore. If you mark your Bible, mark therefore. Because persecution came up, they said, eh, we are going to stay here for a long time. Eh? Therefore, they stood, stood there and keep preaching, keep preaching, keep preaching the gospel. And God said, eh, so you are staying here for me. God now came and began to grant miracles, signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Verse 4, the multitude of the city was divided, part held with Jews and part held with the apostles. And when they were, and there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Debe and cities of Lyconia and unto the region that lieth round about. And what happened, verse 7? Please read it loud and clear. I want to go. And there they preached the gospel. Persecution moved them from one city, they entered another city. From one street, they entered another street. I mean, and wherever they landed, they preached the gospel. You can't quench the fire of love of God. Many waters cannot quench love. If this is the love of God, burning in your heart for God, many waters, waters of persecution, waters of suffering, waters of any kind of danger, cannot and will not quench love. Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 7. Many waters cannot, cannot quench love. Let's look at that verse because it's going to be guiding us in further testimonies as we see uh, in the life of Paul and his team. Songs of Solomon. Songs of Solomon chapter 8 verse 7. Are you there? Alright, let's read together. One to go. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the flood drown it. If a man will give all the substance of his house for love, it will utterly be contempt. Now, this love there, just remove it and put fire. Or the fire of God, divine fire. Because when you talk about love here, if you really love God, it's a sign that you are on fire for Him. It is the love for God that moves people to act, you know, to advance His kingdom. 
It is when you love God more than you love yourself that you can, you know, and that is, of course, you know that that's one of the conditions of discipleship. Jesus said, you can't be my disciple unless you love me more than you love yourself. And then your relations and so on. Many waters. Now, if a fire is burning, if you want to quench the fire, for you to understand that this love he's talking about here is already burning, is burning. For you to quench, quench the water, you need to, I mean, the, the, the fire, you need to get water. And now he's saying that many waters cannot quench this fire. Many waters. When we read further of the testimony of this man, you notice that even from the Old Testament, persecutions doesn't quench it. The problem that many believers have about the Christian life and the Christian work is that we love ourselves so much. We want to spare ourselves. Not just death yet, but even to put yourself to constant labor to advance the kingdom. We spare ourselves. We do little. We say, hey, I'm tired. Ah, no. Somebody is not resting again. You see yourself, you are trying to spare yourself. As if there is something you are sparing it for. No. Jesus did not spare himself. He gave up himself. So, to be able to save man. And so, if he gave himself for us, all of us, all of it, we have to give all of ourselves unto him. Many waters. Many waters of persecution, many waters of suffering, many waters of threats of death cannot quench love. Neither can the flood drown it. You bring a flood to draw. In the midst of the flood, the fire is burning. The fire is burning. The fire is burning. They placed fire before Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king was full of rage because they told him that there are Men that refuse to obey you. And you know, you don't disobey a king. In fact, in the whole of Nebuchadnezzar's life and history that he know about kingship and authority and kingdom, he has never heard that anybody disobeyed a king. Not talking of him. So it's so strange to him that he's asking, who are those boys that will defy my order and not bow to my God, the golden image that I have made? He now say, call them. And when they call them, he say, oh, you boys, listen. I want to ask you, or give you the last opportunity to bow. When he was talking to those, those boys, he didn't know that there is a different fire that is burning within them. I mean, the fire was stronger than what the physical thing. See, listen, until this fire is burning in you, this fire that cannot be stopped, they told Jesus that you should get away from here because Herod is planning to kill you in Luke 13. He said, go and tell that fox that I'm going to do a miracle today. I'm going to preach today. I will do it tomorrow and the third day I will be perfected. Go and tell that fox. We are not afraid of anybody. You, what, what kind of uh, uh, message is that? You want to kill me? Let him come. Go and tell that fox that we are doing the ministry here. Listen, men on fire, you don't threaten them. If you threaten them and tell them, don't come here and preach or do crusade, they will set their crusade there seven days. I mean, they, they defy everything. Nebuchadnezzar said to these boys, you have the last chance to bow now. And when you bow, you are free. When you bow, you are free. They say to him, oh Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Do you see what believers do? 
Because they don't want 2,000 naira to be cut down from their salary. They will go to work late and they will write that they went on time. They, they, want, they don't want to lose 2,000 naira or 1,000 naira to be cut from their salary. Now, when you now want to threaten their job itself, not cutting their salary. In fact, sometimes not even threatening their job. Just query. Just tell them, I will give you query. Many of them will compromise their faith. What manner of believers do we have in our time? That are bowing to sin, bowing to all manner of Nebuchadnezzar's, denying their faith. They cannot stand and have a testimony. And their life itself will be a testimony. These boys, they say, no. Even if our God did not deliver us, be it known to you, we are not bowing to your, your idol. We are not bowing to your idol. We are not bowing to your idol. They stood. They say, the king said, increase the fire. Uh, how many times? Upe. When the fire was increased, they carried him put there. The, you know what the fire did? The fire saw a different fire higher than it. The fire bowed. I said, please. Uh, I saw a different, higher level, dimensional, invisible fire in you. I can't touch that one. So what they did? Oh, are you getting me at all? He made his ministers flames. So those flames, those three flames entered that flame. Are you following me? And then what they just did was they, they, they directed the flame they entered to remove their chains and their... That was what... They, they, are you getting me? The fire helped them to remove their... Because in the book of Genesis, they say, I bound three men and threw them into fire. Now I see three men that are loosed. What the fire did was to remove their, their chains and then surrender. And then there's another one that came. How did Nebuchadnezzar know that this is the son of man? Jesus, he doesn't need introduction. When he appears, you will know it's him. It is him. Hallelujah! Many waters cannot quench love. Many waters cannot quench love. When the fire is burning, when it begins to burn, nothing can quench it. Now, I want you to see. Go back to Luke, uh, Acts chapter 14. Let's continue the testimony of Brother Paul and Co. In Acts for, the same Acts 14, in the same Iconium, in the same Iconium, verse, verse 19. Okay. You know, they left Iconium and entered Lystra. Yes. So when they finished preaching in Lystra, they now have to, as, no, as they were still ministering in Lystra, Verse 19. There came there certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he has been dead. Verse 20. How be it as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city and the next day he departed with Barnabas to death. Verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. Fearless men. And Iconium 
Jews met them in Lystra. When they met them in Lystra, they persuaded the, 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 the people and they stoned him to death. They checked him, he was no longer breathing. They said, Anwafia, come, let's see how you are going to preach again. They dragged him out of the city and said, let's vulture eat him up here. We are not going to even bury him anywhere. Let vulture came and eat, come and eat him. The Bible says, when the bread and gathered around, how he came back is what I don't know. He came back. You know, that is why he said, even death, the water of death cannot quench a man on fire. If his breath goes out, eh, the fire will bring the breath back. That's why they are not afraid of accidents. They are not afraid of when they are on the journey to preach. Journey to preach. Listen. And there is a shaking in the air. air. I mean, the air, air, airplane is shaking. Or the, the, there is gallop here. Listen. They know that there is a fire here that quenches accidents. No, it can't happen. I mean, how did Paul come back to life? I want you to answer me, my brother. My sister. There is a fire that said, no! Death cannot quench it. Listen, they left him because they believed that he has died. They checked him, they touched him. They said, we want to be sure that this menace does not continue. <laughs> because he has become a menace to them. May you be a menace to, to Satan and his men in your generation. May you be their headache. Headache of the occultic witchcraft people around in the place of work. I mean, may you be their headache. Paul rose up and the Bible said the next day, remember they, they stoned him. Do you know what it means to stone somebody? He didn't die gradual death. There was stone landing on his head, landing on his eyes, landing on his every part of his body until life went out of him. So there were bruises. When the brethren gathered, he rose up and said, let's go. He entered the next city. And the next report we had is when he, they had preached the gospel in the city. That is the city of death. When they have preached the gospel there and made many disciples with bruises. The next day. The next day. He didn't say, please carry me to one hospital in um, Lystra so that I will recover. The next day. The next day. He moved. And with bruises. He said, when he was writing the letter to Galatians, he said to them, that when I came to preach the gospel to you people, you people know that I was very sick. Who knows whether maybe persecution, because you can't imagine Paul, you know, it must be this kind of thing. Because when you read the, the, the summary of the whole thing, he said, five times was I beaten with rot. Are you getting that? Are you getting that? So, who knows? That kind of sickness is not the sickness uh, my, a mosquito bites me. I was, uh, no, 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 no. Are you getting it now? He said, when they have finished making many disciples in Lystra, he said, they returned back to Iconium and they went to their persecutors and checked their hands and said, yes, <laughs> you, you just us that we are back. We are back. <laughs> Hallelujah. May you become an unstoppable man on fire for God in the name of Jesus Christ. In chapter 15 verse 26, the council gathered in Jerusalem and when they are writing letters to the Gentiles because some people were saying that 
um, if you don't get circumcised, they were telling the Gentile believers, if you don't get circumcised, you are not yet a believer. And Paul and Barnabas, they carried the, 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 the butter to the, to, the, to the brethren in Jerusalem and they called for a council meeting. When they finished sharing their testimony, if you look at verse, um, verse Acts chapter 15, verse 12, then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God has wrought among the Gentiles by them. God has more wrought among... Listen, don't expect God to do any miracle by your hand. Don't expect God to do any wonder by your hand if you are still sparing yourself. Eh? You will preach small. You will just say, eh, hey, I have tried today. Let it be next week. Eh? Weekly evangelism. Sorry. Sorry. Don't expect God. For God to trust you. It's a long time, therefore, about day. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Long time, about day, therefore, speaking boldly in the Lord. And as a result of the la- that, the Lord granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. He will test you for a long time before you will say, eh, so you can stand for me preaching for a long time. I will therefore grant signs and wonders to be done by your hands. Men on fire. You can't discourage them. That's the fire burning within that will rise up and quench every form of thing. You know, sometimes when you say, let us go for evangelism, shame. Sometimes fear. Sometimes I cannot talk. All those kind of things. Listen, when the real fire is burning within you, Many waters cannot quench love. So in verse 26, when they were now writing letters to the Gentiles, they said to them, if you start from verse 25, you say, It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send choosing men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Saul. Everybody read verse 26 together. One to go. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Read it again three times. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the last time. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May you be one of such men. Men that does not spare their life. That does not want to preserve their life. Jesus said, anyone who wants to preserve his life will lose it. Anyone who wants to keep his life, keep his time, keep his... Listen, you will lose your time. You will lose it. Yesterday, God was talking to us about wasting on Christ. Because sometimes when you are on evangelism, sometimes when you are trying to win a soul or follow up a soul, and the soul is playing you like this, or you are casting a demon, or the devil will be telling you you are wasting your time. I say, i rather waste my life on Jesus. Yes, that's why we are sacrificed. Because, you know, if, if you get an animal and you want to sacrifice it to God, another, thing, another name for what you are doing is that you want to waste this animal. Because uh-uh, if you have sold that goat for, let's say, 20,000, you will use it to pay some bills. But now you carry the goat, kill it, and set it on fire, and say you are giving it to God. That's the sense of of being on fire for God. To be wasted. And wasting of life is not just wasting of dying. You waste your time. Time is an essential part of our life. You waste time. But let it be that it is on God that the time is being wasted. Amen. So, this morning, I want us to, you know, be very, very, you know, serious, because 
the Lord has to challenge us to rise from our comfort zone to pursue His course. We talk about 40 days disciple making war. The reason why God is coming to us in this way is because if you are not on fire, I see you, you will just say, in these 40 days, every week I will just go for evangelism once. Eh? And then you will see yourself lazing about. I pray that God will help us. In chapter 18, chapter 18, anywhere they go, in Corinth, look at verse 1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. At Athens, he ministered powerfully. In fact, every, every chapter is a testimony of men on fire. For God. They have hazarded their life. They don't fear anything. They don't fear any place. In Athens, he was waiting for uh, Timothy and um, um, I think Timothy and Silas. He was waiting for them in verse 15 of chapter 17. Go back to 17. Before this time, he has ministered in Berea, ministered in Thessalonica, and there were persecutions. So he left and was waiting for them in um, in Athens, verse 15, 17, 15, Acts 17, 15. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus, for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Next verse. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was teared up in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore, everybody read verse 17 together, want to go. Therefore, Disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the marketplace daily with them that met there. Why did he rose up and enter into daily marketplace evangelism? Daily preaching in the synagogue. Why and how? As he was waiting, he didn't plan to preach at Athens. He just wanted to wait for Timothy and Silas. But when he looked at the city and saw that they were full of idolatry, when he looked at his classmates and saw that everybody is having a girlfriend and they are committing immorality, when he looked at the people in the marketplace, he saw that everybody is telling lies with his business. When he looked at the colleagues in the place of work, he saw that everybody is, you know, compromising here and there. His spirit was dead. The fire, I mean, rose up and he moved and began to preach in the synagogue to the Jews, in the marketplace, every day, daily, daily. Listen, 40 days disciple making war is not a weekly activity. It is daily, morning, evening. Everybody gets ready. It is time to burn. Listen, you know, when COVID came, people th thought that Jesus, the, the end of the world has come. COVID came and passed and they relaxed again. Believers have relaxed again. Do you know the next one that is coming? Listen, now that it is day, Jesus said, I must walk the walk of him that sent me. We must wake up. We must rise up. We must challenge ourselves. We must tear ourselves. We must move ourselves into action. 40 days disciple making war is action, action, action. There is no breathing space. Listen, there is no breathing space. I repeat, there is no breathing space. Daily in the marketplace. Daily in the synagogue. He was preaching. He was disputing. He, you know, Paul uses every... He will also get into argument. If it's argument that will win you. Are you getting it? He will enter into argument. Just to make sure that you are one. Then, in verse 1 of chapter 18. After these things, Paul departed from Athens. And entered current. From country to country. From nation to nation. Listen. Let me ask you, how many of these countries are inviting him? 
as a guest minister. Because many of you are, have got, got to buy a, a, buy a diary. Eh? I see you buying a diary. And you are praying, oh God, let my diary fill up with invitations. Eh? So that I will feel, have a sense that I am a man of God. They are inviting me here and there. Men on fire, they don't wait for invitation. Listen, if you are waiting for invitation for you to go and preach, you are not on fire for God. You are not even a, his minister because he maketh his ministers flames of fire. Where, is the, where, are, where, where are the invitations that is moving Paul from Lystra to Iconium, from Iconium to Antioch, from Antioch to Athens, from Athens to... Where are the invitations? Are you getting me at all? He mobilized himself and moved. These days we say, let us go for mission. And you have 50 believers. They will enter one village and spend three days there. And they are saying, the mission is powerful. Two persons... Two persons will enter a city and move the whole city. Philip enters Samaria single-handedly and turn the city for Christ. We gather ourselves together. Forty persons, we are moving for mission. And some people are drawing back. God will deliver this generation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are ready to go. Now look at chapter 18. He entered Corinth. As he was preaching in the synagogue, they were not... Um, they were not listening to him. They were making arguments. Look at verse 6. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he took his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. Verse 7. And he departed hence and entered into a certain man's house named Justus, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, Believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. I am paying attention to that verse. Look at that verse it again. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogues, believed on the Lord with all his house. And read that from that point with me. Read it with me. And many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. What I want to see there is that many of the Corinthians did not believe because uh, an angel appeared to them. They heard and they believed. Listen, for 40 days disciple making war, we are going to preach the gospel. We are going to preach publicly. We are going to preach one on one. And many of people in our city, they will hear and they will believe. Some are waiting to hear because there is no way they will believe until they hear. Are you getting that now? Verse 8. Okay, verse 9. Then spoke the Lord to, the, to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And everybody, verse 11 together, want to go. He continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. He continued there one year and six months. He continued there a year and six months. Not 40 days. A year and six months. If you enter the next verse, you will see where he spent two years. Look at Acts chapter 19, verse, verse 8. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly. Somebody say, I will preach boldly. He spoke boldly for the space of three months. Disputing and persuading. Disputing and persuading all manner of strategy. If I will get you by disputing, I will use disputing. If I will get you by persuading, I will use persuading. He was applying the fire in him is 
advising him to apply all kinds of strategy just to women. He was disputing, he was persuading among the students. He will enter their class. He will say, praise the Lord, and he will preach and preach and preach, make an altar call, and ask them to meet me if you have responded. And he will cancel them. Listen, you can't go far if you are not born. You can't do much. It will take fire to arrest men in your generation for God. You must be on fire. Paul was on fire. Paul was not an angel. Paul was a man like you. There's no difference between you and Paul. He even said about himself, I am the chief of sinners before God found me. And yet, look at him on fire. Burning for his generation. Why won't you arise and burn for Jesus? Do you know how many days we still have before the return of Christ? I challenge us this morning. In the remaining days we have, let us delve, dive into the level and see how much God can do with us before the last trumpet will sound. He was disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Verse 9. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from there, separating, separating the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one that tyrannous. Always see the word daily. Disputing daily. Everybody read verse 10 together. Want to go. And this continued by the space of two years. So that all they that which dwelt in Asia held the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Daily teaching, preaching, and discipling of men. Daily for two years. December 25, he was there. December 26, he was there. Easter day, he was there. For two years, non-stop. No going for wedding, no going for burial, no going for all. Daily. Does it mean that Paul's friends are not wedding or what? Are you getting me at all? There is a kind of mindset that this man has. I'm not saying that we should not go for wedding or burial or whatever. But listen, when this fire is burning in you, you will not be careful of displeasing men. As long as God is pleased. Paul said, if I have been trying to please men, I wouldn't have been a servant of God. I wouldn't have been a flame that I am. And today we are preaching Paul because he lived that way. How many of the people that are sentimental in his generation that we know their name or we are talking about? God will not tabernacle around you when you are not sincere and serious about his purpose. I choose to be a man on fire for God. I don't know about you. Verse 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Before you ask God, make my handkerchief to cast demon out. You have to stay and disciple people morning and night for two years. It is when you have come to that point that you can expect special miracles. It's not saying special miracle service and you are going sleeping and resting and you know snoring. For two years he was laboring daily, discipling lives, and heaven was watching. And God said, No, 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 no. This one has entered the dimension of the of, of, of the of the man in Zion. It is time for us to release angels that does miracle by magnets and the anointing left his body and enters his handkerchief left his body Peter's own case he left his body and entered his shadow today we want our shadow to hear the sick but we can't go for evangelism we can't, can't we rest today see we are not resting today 
it is 40 days disciple making war. Somebody say, disciple making war. Many of you are hearing about disciple making war for the first time. This is a war. In the time of war, there is no, no, no ease. In the time of war, I mean, you, you go and study what happens in the period of war. It's not a normal time. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? It's a time you are restless, you are facing the enemy full scale. Money, you don't sleep well at the time of war. Because if you are sleeping and they come upon you, your own is gone. Listen, we must be conscious of taking cities, taking our place of work. Because some of you that are working, you know, people that are not in full time, in the 40 days of war, uh, of war you will still go for your business. Look at that businessman here. You will still go for your, for your uh, place of work. I mean, work for some time. Listen, in the place of work, in your business, you are still worrying. You are still worrying. As you are selling something to somebody, you are telling him, see, uh, this is good, you buy this, but I have something better to sell to you. Eh? Your soul needs to be saved. Somebody died for your soul. And listen, time is going. And let me tell you, some of you is think that they are used to hear it before. Not when they are coming from the mouth of a man that carries fire. Not when it's coming from the tongue of flames. When that oozes out of your tongue, listen, the person becomes restless. I said, Jesus was not praying for the sick. He was not doing deliverance in the church at Capernaum. He was only preaching. And the demon, the self, the flesh, in that man became restless. That's how it happened with men on fire. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, set my life on fire for you. Baptize me with fire. Let me be one of your men on fire. Let me have testimony of men on fire. In chapter 19, after he finished ministering to the three, uh, 12 persons that he met there, who doesn't have the Holy Ghost? Verse 7, verse 8. And he went into... Okay, we have touched that. Now look at chapter 20. So that you see the story of his testimony, how he summarized what he did in Ephesus. Chapter 20, verse 17. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know that I came into Asia. After what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. You know that from the first day I stepped my foot into Asia. From the first day I entered Asia, fire began to burn in Asia. You know that it didn't start in the second day. It didn't start in the third day. From the first day I stepped into Asia, everywhere began to burn because a man of fire entered. In spite of many temptations, many tears, many temptations, many persecutions, they came upon me, but many waters cannot quench love. Neither will any kind of flood drown love. It is burning for God, and it is ever burning, and will never go out. May you be such a man in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, everybody read it together, want to go. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I've showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Paul said, listen, I didn't just preach publicly. I went house to house, knocking, asking, you know, when you are going house to house, 
you will knock on a house and somebody say, eh, who are you looking for? Are you Jehovah's Witness? Are you a uh, uh, false Jesus disciple? All of that. Listen. And they will query you. Listen. Paul said, I went from house to house. You know, Jesus told the, Jews, uh, the disciples, if you go any city and you want to preach and they didn't receive you, don't worry. It's not you that they are rejecting, it's me. Just go to, move to another one. Keep going. From house to house. I was teaching, I was preaching in publicly and from house to house. Testifying both to the Jews. Nobody was spared. If you are a Jew, you must hear it. If you are a Greek, you must hear it. You must repent and you must surrender and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 22. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, and knowing the things that shall befall me there. Not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Verse 23. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city. How many city? How many city? Every city. Saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Read verse 24 together with me. We want to go. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. None of these things move me. Men on fire, they are unmovable. Persecutions will not move them. Even prophecies of persecutions that are awaiting for them in Jerusalem does not move them. None of these things, none of these things move me. And I do not count my life dear unto myself. I have already died. If you threaten me with death, I tell you that I'm already dead. Because I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. None of these things move me. I do not count my life, my time, my, 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 my body dear to myself. I am ready to face any kind of persecution. Okay, you will shame me. One of the things I'm going to lose when you shame me or when you put me in prison is that I'm going to lose my time. I do not count my time dear to myself. If I am bound for the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I just want to fulfill the ministry. I know that if you bound me and put me in prison, then those who are in prison will have opportunity to hear the gospel. Because I must testify, not just to the men that are free, but to the men that are in prison. And you know that that was what happened. Paul understood this level. He was burning. He was not moved. He was not shaken by any kind of news. May God set you on fire this morning. Amen. Such that you will burn like Paul of old. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, and, be, and now behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. This is the testimony of men on fire. I am pure from the blood of all men. Can we say that we are pure from the blood of, of all men in Enugu? Can you say that you are pure from the all, uh, blood of all men in Owan? Can you say that? No, you can't say that. Because you have not been able to witness to all men. Paul said, I have witnessed to all men that have been around me. And I know that I am pure from their blood. God will rouse us up and put his fire on us. So that we can have such testimony from now in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 27, for I have not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourself and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. For I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you and not sparing the flock also of your own self shall men arise speaking 
perverse things to throw away disciples after them. Everybody was starting, that one together, want to go. Therefore, watch. And remember that by the space of three years, I cease not. I cease not. I cease not for three years. Morning, afternoon, night, for six years, for three years, I cease not. For the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone. Night, day, with tears. Three years non-stop. Not 40 days. 40 days, many of us are becoming afraid. Three years non-stop. Day, night. Oh my God. Lift up your right hand. Say after me, Father, I am behind schedule. Set me, say after me, I am behind schedule. Set my life on fire. Set my heart on fire. Make me a man of fire. Make me a flame of fire. That I will burn for you. I will burn for you. I will burn for you. In my generation. As a poor born. In his generation. And drew thousands. And drew millions to the kingdom. And is still preaching to us today. Make me such a man. Make me such a man. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a pulpit apostle or you are an apostle in the marketplace, this is very challenging. We must rise in the arms of faith to burn for our God. In chapter 21, he entered the house of Philip the Evangelist in verse 8. The next day, we were of Paul's company, departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. Verse 9, and the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he has come to us, he took Paul's ghetto and bound his hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this ghetto and shall deliver him into the hands of all the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Read verse Verse 13 together with me. Want to go? Then Paul answered, What meaneth you to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord. Verse 14. And when he would not be persuaded, we see saying, The will of the Lord be done. Agabus was an international prophet. He picked the message and came and said to Saul, Thus says the Holy Ghost, you shall be bound in Jerusalem. Paul said, see, I'm not afraid of shins. I'm not afraid. He said, these things does not move me. Agabus, you are not the first person to prophesy. In every city I have heard it. Listen, I am going. As long as I am going to fulfill the purpose of God, and people will hear the gospel, I am ready. If they will bind me and kill me, I am ready. Men on fire, what is their testimony? Their testimony is that they are not just ready to suffer for the name of the Lord. They are not just ready to suffer the loss of money, the loss of time, the loss of energy. But they are ready to suffer the loss of their life. I am ready. Are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? I am ready not just to be bound at Jerusalem. I am ready not, to, not just to enter prison. I am ready to die for the name of the Lord. They don't fear persecutions. They don't fear sufferings. They don't fear threats of death. Men on fire. Many waters cannot quench this fire. If any water quench your fire, if any persecution quench your fire, then you are not of our tribe. We are of the tribe of men that are made flames 
of fire. Burning for God in our generation. There is no, there, there, no room for coldness in this, in this house. Listen. No room for weekly, weekly activities anymore. It must be daily. Daily in the marketplace. Daily in the school of Tyrannus. Daily in the temple. We must rise up and labor for our God in our time. I want to see where he summarized the whole labor in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians as we begin to pray right away. Somebody must pray out himself this morning and say no more time for laziness, lousiness, giving excuses, looking for place to rest and hide yourself. It is time to come out of your comfort zone and labor for the kingdom of God to advance. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. He said, Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant. The fire in your bone, if it is burning for God, will cost you not just to labor, but in labors. In labors, more abundant. In labors, more abundant. In labors, in labors. Not in labor, in labors. To them in the Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. He said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye immovable, eh? be ye steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding. That is labor and labor beyond limit. As much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Immovable. Say, I am immovable. I am steadfast. I will always abound in the work of the Lord. As much as I know that my labors are not in vain. He said, in labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. They beat me above measure. Yet, it didn't stop me. In prisons, more frequently. Ah! Yet, in the prison, I will not stop. Do you know that in most cases, when they put him in prison, he will say to Timothy, get me pen, get me paper. And if they send his hand, I cannot write. He said, as I'm detecting, be writing. Oh my God, this man, you can't quench them. At the time, he said that even though the, I am chained, but the word of God is not chained. My mouth is not chained. How can you chain my mouth? Can you chain my mouth? You can chain my, 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 my leg. You can chain my hands. But as long as Erastus is by my, my side, I will be dictating. He will be writing. Because there must be a letter to the Romans. He didn't even know that these letters are going to become Bible that we are going to read in our time. He said, I will not be limited. I will not be bound by anything. Somebody, fire is entering your bone this morning. Now, receive it in the name of Jesus. Hey, Kalabasoko. Can you speak in tongues for the next one, one minute? Begin to speak in tongues for the next one minute. We are not yet done, but speak in tongues. I refuse to be ordinary. Lende, lende, lende. I refuse to be ordinary. La bashanda, la bashanda. That is a present code. A present reign in my generation. Reign of iniquity. Men of my generation. They must hear my voice. Preaching the gospel. This is very timely. Oh! Oh! Hey! Amen. In prisons more frequently. In deaths. He didn't say in deaths. In deaths often. That is to say, it was not only in Lystra that he died and came back. He died and came back many times. Did you see that? In deaths, often. It was not only in Lystra that he died. He died again and again, but he came back to life. 
Because I told you that when the fire is burning, even when men thought that they have killed you, you are coming back. Because the fire will bring you back. It is too, too, too fiery to just allow you to go like that. No, 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 no. The fire has an assignment. And if he has not fulfilled the assignment, it will bring you back to life. In death, often. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. Night and day, I have been in the deep. Night and day. That is 24 hours. Under the water. In journeying, often. In travel. Journey means in travel. Some of you are afraid of traveling. You have travel phobia. Get ready to travel. From city to city. From, from country to country. In journeying, often. In Paris of water. In Paris of robbers. In Paris by my own countrymen. In Paris by the hidden. In Paris in the city. In Paris in the wilderness. In Paris in the sea. In Paris among false brethren. In weariness and painfulness. Do you see that? Even in weariness. In, in weariness means tiredness. At the time I become physically tired. But I said no. The fire is burning in me. I cannot stay here. I cannot just sleep off. I must labor. In painfulness. Oh, at a time my body will be paining me. But I say, no, 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 no. There's no time to rest. I am moving on. In watching. Watching means keeping awake in the night. Praying in tongues. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Covering ground. In watchings often. In hunger and thirst. In fastings often. In cold in nakedness. Beside this the fire, the fire is still burning. He said, who is weak? Verse 29, and I'm not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. No wonder he wrote to the Romans and said, Romans 8.35, he said, who shall separate us from the love of God? What is it that can separate us? He said, shall tribulation. He said, things present, things to come. Things that are past. He said, even angels. I mean, demons. Nothing can separate us. He said, I am persuaded. Nothing can quench this love. This love of God in Christ Jesus. No water can quench it. Tribulation cannot quench it. Persecution cannot quench it. Lack cannot quench it. Nakedness cannot quench it. Death cannot quench it. Rise on your feet and cry out to heaven. Say to God, I will not, I will not pass away like a moron. My generation must fear God. My generation... Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast, and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.